Hey everyone, we hope you're having a great week. My name is Eric Johnson, and along with my wife Candace, we are the lead pastors of Studio. We are based in Greenville, South Carolina, and we just want to take a moment and say hello and say thanks for listening to this podcast. So with that, let's get right to it. Hello, good evening. Good to see you, Bogarts. I'm glad you're here. Wow, what a night. I'm collecting myself because I can just feel the love of God in this room. Do you feel him just coming when we're worshiping? I lift my hand, I can feel like hot oil coming down. And we're singing about him setting our feet on solid ground. There, when we were singing it, it's actually happening. A couple of you people in this room need God to put your feet on the ground. Well, it's done. Tonight, it's done. Some of you actually need breakthrough. As we're singing, breakthrough has happened. So if you need breakthrough, a lot of it has already happened. Some of you actually need to know what perfect love is. We all need to know what perfect love is. There's no spot, no ill motivation. There's no manipulation. That's the kind of love that's being poured out tonight. We all need more of that. His love is so good, it's hard to compose myself when I talk about it. We just lean in a little bit more. God, you're welcome here. You're welcome here. Keep pouring out. That's my prayer, is even as we continue, just keep pouring out your spirit, God. Thank you for who you are. You're so beautiful. You're so beautiful. Thank you for your perfect love. There's people in this room that are gonna encounter perfect love for the first time. You've heard about it, but you're gonna experience it. It's gonna go deep. See, when it pours down like oil, I get this picture of there's crevices in our lives and in our heart that just are kind of holes and cracks in us and his love just comes and fills every single one of those and makes us whole. It's just what he does. So just keep your heart open to him, even while I'm talking. He's so good and so faithful. Even when I was thinking about tonight, I felt really reminiscent. You know, Eric and I have been here one year, like a couple weeks ago, was our one year anniversary of landing in Greenville. And so I've been taking just a lot of time to still go, Wow, we live in Greenville, South Carolina. You know, it's just that, like, to hit you. And it hasn't hit me for a long time because I just got used to it. I've been, I'm settled. I really am. I'm so thankful. But being here one year, you just kind of go back and go, what has this year been? I feel like I've lived seven years in one year. It's just so much. You know, we moved into this apartment. It was awesome. It was a perfect location. We could ride our bikes everywhere, get to know the city. Then we moved again into a house. And this is all in one year. It was perfect. Because that was a journey God had for us. And he's been so faithful. And I sit in this room. And I just want to say, guys, we are in Taylor, South Carolina here together. Let's just take it in this moment. I feel like it was important that we're just in the moment together. Look around the room. Take a deep breath. We are in, what are we, July 3rd, 2022. And look where you're at. And it is not by accident the Lord has you here for a purpose. I felt like the purpose of God on tonight for every individual that's in this room. God is doing something fresh. God is doing something new. He's actually swirling something in the Southeast. And look where we happen to be. So let's not miss out. Let's take it all in. Let's take it all. 
He's just pouring it out. I have a picture of Greenville, or actually Greenville on the map. This is, just want to get a visual. This is where we're at, guys. God is doing something here, and it isn't even hard to see. When we walk around, I'm inspired. I'm inspired by the leadership. I'm inspired by the creativity, by the entrepreneurship. There's stuff just kind of gushing out here, and it's not even just happening in the church. It's just happening. I was watching a TED Talk of Knox White. He's the mayor of Greenville. He has been since 1995. That's a mayorship for you. And it was a TED Talk, and I, when I listened to it, I didn't know what year it was. Because he began to say, what was so special? Why are, what are we doing to revitalize or to, to bring new energy to Greenville and develop it? And he began to say, talk about urban planners and that it's important to have a good plan. It's important to... Um, Oh, my series going off on here. Um, there's certain things about planning, a good plan, good partnerships. That's one thing Greenville does really good is really good partnerships, public and private sector. It's amazing what we can do when we work together. And they're doing it. And then he said, and then there's a secret that we're finding when you're wanting to create really beautiful cities. And it's creating mixed-use spaces. And it's finding the right combination of residential, of um, retail, and office space. And I just feel so thankful for this man and his vision, but also leaders in this city. And I think, wow, Lord, you brought us here for such a time as this. And it's not just for this downtown, but God is doing something here. And I feel so thankful to be a part of what God is doing. And I just want to take a moment and just go, wow, we are here in this moment in studio, this new baby five months old, together. Thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness. God is so faithful and so good. He's so good. And even Tanasha mentioned, there, we all know there's still a lot of challenges and swirls. You know, this place is not perfect. It doesn't, that's easy to see. There's still so many things to be taken care of, so many things to be solved, and we get to be a part of that. That's a privilege, and I think Lord has brought us here. I'm like, okay, God, what's our part in it all? Because I, I feel like people have taken it so far, and I believe we're supposed to partner with them now and take our place. A lot of swirly stuff's happening in the world. The context, culture is so hungry for real love, so hungry for authenticity, but so confused, so confused that they make truth relative to your truth and my truth. And all they want is something real. That's why it's important that we're drinking tonight. We're just taking and receiving his love because they want real. And we get to, we, once we experience it, we can give it away. We live in a highly divisive climate. It feels like, and it's not just in one realm. I see it in all realms. I see it in politics. I see it in different groups with agendas. I actually see it in the church too, that we're faster to draw lines than we are to invite people into a conversation. And I love conviction. I will stand and do it no matter what it costs me. But we're willing to cut each other off more than invite each other in. I'm like, God, teach us more about your love. What does it look like to have true love? And I want to be a part of a body that's bigger than just one organ, one part. And I understand that we all have different 
gifts on our lives, different passions, and even callings. So I'm not trying to dog anyone or down them because of their convictions, even if they're different than mine. But we have to be connected. And if we have some kind of ideology and theology that just makes it right for us just to draw lines, like, well, that's nothing that I'm going to do, and I don't agree with them, and actually, I think they're stupid. I'm hearing Christians throw words around like that. I'm like, I don't understand where, where we're at. Like, how, where is Jesus in all of this? That's why we're in worship, and I'm feeling the king of love come. I'm like, God, come in your perfect love. We need some perfection. We need some more of that perfect love to come and fill all the cracks, all the parts of our heart. You know, when we moved, when we decided to move to South Carolina to plant a church, there was a little bit of embarrassment inside of me because when we came here, there's churches everywhere. And then people go like, where are you going to Greenville, South Carolina? What are you doing? Or actually, I felt it more when we moved here. So what brought you here? We're planning a church. <laughs> and you could see on their eyes, like we need another church. And I'd look at Eric and I'd be like, Eric, I'm embarrassed. They go, no, Candace, we're supposed to go. We're supposed to be there. And there's something that we have to give that isn't there yet. And I'm like, okay, okay, we, we got this. We got this. So even though there's churches or four on every um, block, Do you know that research says the South is becoming more post-Christian every day? This was actually a, something, a research done in 2019. According to the Pew Research, 82% of adults in the U.S. South identified as Christian in 2009. So this is 10 years later. In the most recent study, 70% of Southerners said the same. In the, their most recent study, 70 of Southerners said the same. Coincidentally, the current percentage of Christians in the South today is similar to the percentage of Christians in the Northeast, 74%, and in the West, 69 a decade ago. Just know the ones they're comparing it to, those are the most post-Christian cities and cultures in America. And the South is where we live. And actually, Charleston was on this list of uh, cities that is becoming post-Christian at a very high rate. And post-Christian means that they meet different criteria, like either they don't believe in God, they're atheists, they don't read the Bible, they don't attend church. It's, it's a list of things that they were using for this research. And this is where we are at. But part of me, we're doing worship, and I knew I was going to say to present this. And I thought, I feel Steve Backlin encouragement coming on me right now. So Steve Backlin... We were pastor. He was a pastor with us in Weaverville for six or for four years, and then back in Reading. And he would always, and sometimes I just get annoyed at it because he would do it all the time. We would sit, and he'd go, "Okay, what lies are you guys hearing right now? What are things that we just need to laugh at because they're not true?" And he would make people sit down and be like, "I'm afraid that I'm going to run out of money next month." And he'd go, "Everybody laugh!" <laughs> and he'd go. Anything else. And then people, you have to think of things that you're battling or afraid of. I'm afraid that my marriage is going to end. Let's just laugh at that. <laughs> so when I was thinking of these statistics, I thought, God, 
You're so good, I think you've already provided for this. I actually think this is changing and going in a different direction because I know what happens when he begins to pour out his spirit and we encounter real love. You can't contain real love because real love doesn't draw lines and start cutting each other off. It actually makes pathways for us to encounter God. And that's what we're going to get to be a part of. And we're here in the South right now, July 3rd. 2022. Thank you, Lord, for what you're doing. So we're going to have it all. We're going to take all that he's pouring out. We're not going to miss anything. We were at a conference at New Spring. I might have mentioned this before. It was uh, in May. And they were having an art of teaching. It was awesome. John Tyson was there and Christine Kane and John Collins with the Bible Project. And it was a great time. Our staff went, and there was this one point that felt very significant, and it was during a Q&A time. And at the very end, last five minutes, someone asks, you know, none of you guys are from the South. I'm just wondering, as, when you're in the South, is there any blind spots that, that you see that, you, that we would love to know what you see? And it, was really, it, it went really fast. And someone said, yeah, women. <laughs> Your guys is in the church, the issue with women and being suppressed. That's, that's a big blind spot here. And then they go, yeah, and then, oh, and race. Yeah, how there's the segregation. You can still feel the residue of segregation and the pain here. Yeah. And then someone says, oh, and the Holy Spirit. There's so, so many issues with the Holy Spirit. It's not as, it's very common for Holy Spirit not to be welcome. And then Christine Kane says, you know, one thing I noticed that it's interesting, I travel all the time, I work with all these different churches, and I notice that wherever people suppress the Holy Spirit, they usually suppress women too. And I was like, oh, oh, we're just listening. And then I'm sitting there, we're in Greenville, South Carolina, it's Eric, myself, Reva, Amy, Tanasha, and we're not trying to start a woman church. We didn't even, that was never even a thought in our mind. But just so you know, Eric is in a room full of women a lot. <laughs> and he does amazing. But I'm sitting there all looking at each other. White, black, white, women, 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 men. We love Holy Spirit. And look where we are. Huh. So interesting. <laughs> in that moment, I felt like, this is what I felt like. Oh, we're arrows. God has pointed us in this direction for a purpose. We're arrows with a purpose just by being who we are. So I'm thankful. I feel full of hope. We are here in this moment. I'm thankful to be with you. And I am excited for where God is taking us. I love it here. I love what he's doing. I love what he's pouring out here. I love the openness. And I acknowledge that it isn't always easy as well. So I just want to declare to you that God is doing a new thing. This isn't new, though, because he's always doing a new thing. Just so you know, secret. I could tell you this 10 years ago. I could tell you in 10 years. God is doing a new thing, and it's true. And here's what it is. He starts. You know where he starts? And Tanasha, she's trying to take my word. He's starting right here. And so if you feel like you need something new tonight, all you do is just open your heart because he's doing something new. He's making old things new right now in your life. And that's what happens when we turn to him. When you said yes to Jesus and you experience him, does stuff begin to change? 
I was never the same. As a little girl, 10 years old, it wasn't even emotional. I'm just like, yes, I accept Jesus in my heart. Sure, I have nothing against God. No one's ever asked me. Everything changed from that moment on. When you encounter love, there's nothing else that we would want. He is love, and He is making all things new in you tonight. Tonight. So if you've been battling discouragement, weariness, or even feeling like you're having to drag yourself places, I believe this word is for you. And all you have to do is just turn your heart towards Him. And there's something that He's pouring out even tonight. You don't even have to try. It's just a, it's just a decision and a choice, even as you sit there right now. Thank you, God, for your love, for your grace, and your presence. Ezekiel 36, 26 says, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. I love this scripture because it's probably the one I identified with the most once I heard the scripture because it describes how I experience my own heart when it encountered love. Because see, I'm a survivor. If you want to hurt me or make things hard, it's easy. You just get hard and fight back. And so that's, that's what I learned to develop as a young girl. And then I got so loved on by him that there was no desire or need to defend or protect or to try, because of no worries. Like his love is so much bigger than it all. It actually allows you to live at a different space and place. And that's the kind of love he's pouring out tonight. And we don't just need it once. Like, I encountered that when I said yes, when I was like 10 or 11, but it's the kind of love that I need every day. And so if there's places in your heart that are hard tonight, I just wanna say God is doing a new thing. He's taking your heart of stone and giving you a heart of flesh. We were not meant to live in hardness. It actually makes it impossible to breathe, that our body needs to restrict, constrict and come back and forth. Our heart, our breathing. He's going to give us a heart of flesh every time we turn to him. 2 Corinthians 5, 17, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. That is who we are. And that's where we must be to step into all that God has for us. Because I see God is doing something new in the earth. He always is. And I love what he has done. I celebrate it but I also go, oh, I always want to be wherever you are, God. I always want to be wherever you are. See, it's not just an internal process. It's also this journey that we're on. Swamp rabbit trail. Can we just say pitter-patter? Mm. <laughs> this is where I walk, ride my bike, and I'm thankful that God... This journey that he has us on has brought us here. And I, one thing that sticks out to me about everybody that I've been meeting is everyone has a story. Everyone has a story about why they're here. And there's so many wild stories in here. And I know some of you are still wondering, what am I doing here, God? What are we up to? First of all, I just want to say good job saying yes to him. You will never be disappointed when you say yes. It might not turn out like what you think but he's always gonna use it for your good. He's adding character. He's developing you. Even some of your pointy things are gonna get smoothed off. 
We all have them. It's okay, but we're not ever meant to stay there. So my declaration to you is I believe in this moment we have the privilege to be a part of what God is doing in the earth. He's doing something new. We celebrate what he has done. But can we follow him even if it requires us to step out of our comfort, to grow, to morph, and to change? That's always the question. Because new sounds fun, exciting, fresh. Yes. But another part of new means we haven't been there. I don't know where we're going. How many people love going where you don't know? Yes, take me there. Is it good? Is it bad? Is it beautiful? Is it ugly? I don't know. Will you go? It's new. Isaiah 43, 18, 19 says, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. This is God speaking to the Israelites because see, they're on a journey like we're on a journey. Wherever you've been, you're not there anymore. Wherever you're going, you might not be there yet because we're on a journey. And a lot of us are in the middle of it right now. Some of us are like, oh, I'm just getting settled. And that's okay, because we get settled and he's still always taking, we're in process, we're on this journey. What I love about this, he says, I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Oh God, you're so good, you're always making a way. But let's look at the context. Who loves the wilderness? Yay, when I get to choose to be there and I have all my gear and then I can go back home and sleep in my bed. But what about when you actually don't know where home is and you don't know where your bed is and you didn't have a backpack because you didn't know you were going to be staying so long? <laughs> He's the kind of God who makes a way even there. I feel the tenderness of his heart right now on this, that he is making a place for you and that in him you have more than enough. There's something about his perfection. His perfection is more than enough. That's all we need is just need to know him and to be able to receive from him in the moment. Here we are, July 3rd, 2022, in Taylor's, South Carolina. I did not know we were gonna be here a year ago in this building, I didn't know it existed. But he's so faithful, he's so faithful. New can be humbling. I think about how it feels to start a new school or a new job. It doesn't matter how much experience you have, how gifted you are. When you're new, you're new. And it's humbling. Hi, where's the bathroom? What do we do next? Oh, yeah, I'm Candace. Hi. Okay, you have to learn everything. We have to become observant. We have to be the humble ones and just learn. And I know a lot of us are in that season because we're in the new, the exciting, fresh, new, humbling. It's all of it. And I just want to say that God is doing a new thing and he's taking us somewhere that we haven't been. And this is to the church. He's taking us somewhere that we haven't been because it's time for us to go there. It's time for us to be that. I say this, but it's not the easiest word because I know sometimes stepping into new, like I like adventure and I like new, it generally doesn't cost me a lot because I just think it's fun. But sometimes it is hard when you don't know where home is. Or sometimes it is hard when it doesn't turn out like what you think. And I know for many of you, it's been super costly. And I also feel like God 
is going to do exactly what he wants to do inside of you in it all. Like it's all going to be beautiful, even in the hard, even in the pain. I did want to share, man, but I got to move fast. I did want to share just a little bit about our journey of transition because um, things I've learned in transition, we'll go there fast. We've been, uh, we were at Bethel for 18 years and it was wonderful, thankful. I, we were pastoring for the last 10 years and I wouldn't take a pastoral role with any other plan in mind except for to stay there because I just feel like that's what you're supposed to do to give yourself wholeheartedly means I wouldn't have a second plan or a plan B after so many years. So when we started to feel the agitation, the things that, you know, when the grace just feels like it's lifted, like the ease of being there, it makes you just have to ask questions like, God, am I supposed to stay here? Which felt like it was a betrayal of myself. It's like, am I supposed to be my kid's parents? Like you don't ask those kind of questions, that's just dumb. So it was weird when I got to the point where it's like, I know this is weird, but am I supposed to be here? And those are scary questions to ask when you've already laid down everything and you gave every dream up that you ever had that was outside of living in that space because you already died to it all and gave it all. And so I began to ask God these questions and then it began to move things and we started getting prophetic words. Not because we told anybody anything, but people were telling us things. And the scare, one that was scary to me because Praying and talking to God is one thing. And then when people tell you things, you're like, oh, something is changing. And you know it's God, but it's just like you and God. And so someone gave us a word. And this was like the, the nail in the coffin, like you're leaving. And we already were leaving. Like I was writing the letter of resignation. And someone gives us a word and says, I see, I hear God saying, Mary conceived the word of God in one location but had to give birth in another location. And I was like, oh, that was the opening line. And the person knew we were pastors of Bethel and they were like, I'm so sorry, this is, maybe I was smoking something. This is just weird. They don't smoke. They were, but they felt so weird telling us this because it had no context for how they knew us. But they began to be, they continued to be courageous and said, and I actually see a city emerging out of a countryside. We're like, huh, well, we live in the country, but well, we have to move somewhere else. So it was so weird to start transition when you didn't even know what you're transitioning to. And then a city emerging out of the countryside, Eric's always wanted to move to a city more, and I would be happy to stay in the countryside. So it was like, huh, I don't know if this is good or bad, but this is what is. We are moving forward. So we stepped into transition, said yes, to what we didn't know. We just know God is faithful. And, and begin to step into the new. Tr things I've learned in tra transition. Courage. Can you guys say courage? courage? We need lots of it. Courage. Moving into the new takes so much courage. I know in Joshua, Joshua 1, it keeps saying, Joshua, be strong and courageous. Joshua is the one who took him into the promised land. Do you know where God wants to take us? He has, you have promises that you're supposed to step into and you are need courage to step into those, to just beat your chest and just step, keep putting one foot in front of the other and don't stop 
Don't stop, even when it turns out differently, even when it says it's a city and you'd rather be in the country, because you never want to be anywhere that he's not. It doesn't matter where it's at. That's just where we want to be. So we need to have courage to step into um, to it all. Courage is mental and moral strength to venture, persevere, and withstand danger, fear, and difficulty. Franklin D. Roosevelt, quote, courage is not the absence of fear, but rather the assessment that something else is more important than fear. I just want to say that you are courageous people. And I know I shared this when I spoke one time, but when I think of courage, this is um, low-level courage, but when we did that Tough mutter, and Steven and Eric and I were on a team with five other people, and I just remember climbing up this scaffolding because a Tough mutter is like a half marathon, but you do all these obstacle courses, and you have to jump in water and um, climb across things in the middle of running, and I was so freaked out about cold water. I was like, I'll do the running and everything, but what's going to happen when I touch cold water, icy water? I might die. So. I'm anticipating all these icy water things because it had just snowed at North Star where they have these water features that they had built. And the first one was this giant scaffolding that we had to jump off into a lake and then uh, go across. And our thing, we had decided as a team of five, we are going to stay together. And I was the slowest one of them all. So it was like, yay me, you're not going to leave me. So we're going to stay together. So I was the first one to hit the scaffolding. And when you get up there, wait, because we're all going to jump together into the freezing cold water. Awesome, I'll wait for you. So we climb up the giant scaffolding. It's way taller than I thought it would be. And I'm sitting up there going, I don't like cold water. Why am I doing this? Why did I say that I would do this? Oh, okay, maybe I should go down. I could always walk around it. You know, all, so many options that I had. And my team is taking forever. I'm just waiting, waiting. And I'm like, I better jump. I better jump. Come on, you guys. We'll be there. And then I just jumped. <laughs> I didn't wait for them, but I had courage because I jumped. I just didn't wait for the fullness of what we had wanted, but I still jumped. And I think a lot of us are like that. We just need to keep moving forward. We might not get it all right, but just keep going. Courage can look like a lot of different things. Um, second, give yourself permission to feel and grieve. When we're in transition and stepping into new, it means that we had to leave something that we had. And in Reading for us, it was just people that we gave our lives to and people that in places that we loved. Because we don't just live there, we like throw down everything, the deepest roots you could possibly have. When God moved us, it felt like he took a tree and just took it out of the ground and there's these roots just hanging. So we took time to grieve. To grieve, to be thankful, but to go, ah, how do I feel? I feel sad. I'm excited and I trust you but I feel sad. Ah, oh, and then you take your last, like, thank you, God, for the beautiful mountains. Thank you for the beautiful people. We made sure to take time with people to um, share our heart, to share how much we love them. And I want to say that grieving, I'm not going to say it's the same as complaining and whining. I don't endorse complaining and whining. I don't think it actually gets you anywhere. But I think it's okay to grieve and to be honest with yourself, if your heart is hurting, even if you're full of faith, I think it's okay to acknowledge that your heart hurts. And it's sad. Did you guys hear that? It's okay to acknowledge that you're hurt or that something's sad. And I love faith. I love testimonies. I love speaking positive things. I believe in the power of our words. And I believe in honesty. And I don't think God's afraid of us. 
So it's okay to be honest with God and to go through, allow yourself to go through the process. Third thing, you have to let go of the old to embrace the new. For me, moving to Greenville, I loved it from the moment that we landed here. It was not a hard thing, but I realized when we were going places, I would assess things unconscientiously, going like, oh, well, this is beautiful, but in Reading, I had this. Oh, but okay, this is actually nicer than Reading. Everything was comparing to my last season. Everything was comparing to the last norms that we had. And at one point, I, I realized this actually isn't helping me move forward because I'm tying everything to the past. That I just need to thank God for what he did in the last season and now just fully embrace what I have here. And so I just thank God for what, he, what he's doing here. I thank God for our friends and family. I thank God for the beautiful trails and the mountains and even the crazy drivers. I don't thank God for the crazy drivers. I pray that he would give us skills and wisdom. <laughs> I mean, crazy, crazy. Yeah, I think he'd have stories, but we're gonna move along because we're gonna have a picnic. How we move, oh, and then the last one, trust in God, trusting in God. This is so simple, so easy, but yet when we whine and complain, it's because we don't trust him. But is it ever gonna be like what it was? Yeah, because he's gonna care for your heart. We have to trust him, he's gonna care for the people that we love. And we have to trust him that there's something worth moving us into the future for. That there's something beautiful ahead for us. He's that good. He did not take us this far just to leave us hanging without a house, without a job. I don't know what you're facing, but that's just what happens when you move forward. There are going to be mountains. There are going to be people in your land that you might need to either learn to live with them or kick them out of the land. I don't know what it is, but when you move forward, God is with you and he is not surprised. He is not afraid and we can trust him. And then lastly, it's important to dream for a future and to get God's vision. If you are stepping to the new, start dreaming. That's actually a sign of health. Do you know that when people are healthy and your needs are taken care of, you actually have space to dream. And so Lord, let us be people that dream, that are able to look forward, to look at you and dream of the future. I want to create a future that I want to live in. If you're not happy, what do you dream of? If it isn't here yet, maybe you're supposed to bring it. Maybe you're supposed to be a part of it. Maybe even just praying into it. How we move forward. So God does stuff in us. He takes us into new places and there's always going to be transition. But then we get the opportunity to bring it everywhere we go. I love Psalms 84, five through seven. Blessed are those whose strength is in you. Do you know that's who we are? That's where our strength is, and is in him, whose hearts are set on pilgrimage. As they pass through the valley of Baca, they, Baca means weeping, <laughs> pass through the valley of weeping, they make it a place of springs. The autumn rains also cover it with, pool, with pools, or it also means blessings. They go from strength to strength till each appears before God and Zion. I tell you guys, we're on a journey and it's glory to glory to glory. 
Why don't you stand with me? We're going to wrap up. I want to pray over you. Thank you for listening, and we hope this talk benefits you in every way possible. For more information about Studio, you can go to studiogreenville.com or go to Instagram and look for studio.greenville. We would also love it if you would leave a review and hit those five stars. Other than that, have a great week and we'll see you soon.